I passed the key. Passed Melanie, his family. It's truly an honor to be before you. It really is. It's been a long time since God asked me to come before the body. Uh, more, more so, it's been a long time since I listened and accepted. And that's why I, I, I give homage to you, Jackie, for you listening and you accepted. I turned down many a foe. Not, not because it was God wills, because I was doing what I wanted to do. And so before I start, I'm going to grab my box of tissues, because y'all know how we do out here in Air Trade. I, I, I have to make sure it's on the ready. I make sure, you know. I, you didn't use it all, but I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Because right, I never know. And, and, and I want to apologize in advance because my introduction is a little long. So I'm going to let y'all know when we get to the title of, of the message. Because it, it's been a truly amazing week. We went somewhere over the rainbow through roadblocks waiting on God, listening against all odds, moving through change and transition, understanding that if we look close enough, God's hand is on it with relationships and prayer. At the end of the rainbow, we get blessings on top of blessings. Because God is good. Because God is good. One thing I know is that we know how to pray. You know, one thing I know about Christians is we know how to ask God for everything and anything. And we know how to want, need, and receive blessings to ask for more blessings. All right, the Bible is filled with stories about blessings. This church. This church is filled with testimonies of blessings and being blessed, miracles and healing, uh, evidence of God at work. This church, this building and this family of people are a blessing. And I didn't want none of it. I want to be honest and tell you, I, don't, I didn't want none of it. I wasn't looking for a church home. And that Saturday night that me and Jeanette uh, talked and we pulled out Dr. Google and we just asked to take us somewhere, give us somewhere to go. Who knew Pastor Keith was going to preach on someone has to go? <laughs> no, I, I didn't want Siobhan to greet us with a smile or the Air family. I didn't want to see or hear about a church filled with the Holy Spirit where saints were learning and growing. I didn't want to hear about a man named Tori in it, uh, getting set free or, or Kalina being blessed with a job and promotion and elevation. I didn't want to hear any of that. I didn't want to hear a brother, give, a brother Lou speak about stepping back and giving God space. I was very comfortable with the sign pressed hard against my face. I was very comfortable. I know I wanted to be in the presence of God, but I didn't want everything that came with it. You know, the stuff that come with church. I didn't want to meet anointed pastors, that lives and story parallels mine, ours, that preach the word, that gives themselves away to the Lord in worship and praise. Aligned to a point, and, and y'all don't know that, but talking to them, we were aligned to the point of how we met our wives. Our first dates were similar. We actually proposed in the same locations. And the pains and joys that we experienced Air family, I didn't want to be here. I wasn't ready to receive this blessing. But I, I wanted it so bad. I'm overjoyed. I'm truly overjoyed by the anointing of this church and the blessings and the miracles that have been received by everyone. 
And, and the first day that we pulled up in the parking lot, it was empty. So we contemplated home or airs. <laughs> home 11 minutes, airs 9 minutes. And, and I, I, I thank God that we made it to airs. Jeanette, Jeanette, yesterday when she spoke, she gave a little bit of, of, of our backstory yesterday and, and some of the struggles, uh, but, but some of the preparations, because I'm trying to really mentally, mentally replace the word struggle with preparation. And that's what you were alluding to, since you have to replace certain words. You know, don't think struggle, think preparation, because that's all God is doing is preparing us. You know, so when I sent in those 300 resumes and I sent them based on my qualifications, not based on God being a qualifier. See, she, she mentioned I had five degrees, but degrees don't mean nothing in the kingdom. You know, Pastor Mel, you shared you had lines of jobs waiting on you because favor ain't fair. Never was, never will be. You see, I had a, a sign close to my face, brother. I had that sign so close to my, and sometimes we get so comfortable, and, and because we got a couple of little accomplishments, we forget who who is the blessed and who is the blesser. You know, so in a month or so that, that we've been here at Ayers, every speaker that God has brought forward in this house, including those responding to the speakers, have told our story. The individual conversations were powerful, powerful. So, so I waited for the new car smell to, to, to fade, but the fragrance just keeps getting stronger. So, so we're all trying to find a place. We're all trying to find a place. We're all trying to find a place to be, be faithful, to work in our faithfulness, to make sure we're on time. You know, Luke, I'm sorry, uh, we, we are trying to find a level of comfort but we're trying to find it, like you said, bro, with that sign too, too close to our face. And so we're, we're trying to find a place. And sometimes we can't receive wise counsel because we are listening and not hearing. You know, Luke eleven twenty eight tells us, that, but he said, he said, yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. So we have to hear the word of God. We just can't hear. We have to keep it. You know, a lot of times we're here, but by the time we get to the door, it's gone. You know, so that's why, Pastor, we walk away with that same mindset sometimes. Stuck, as Jackie said, no transition. And we swap one glass uh, uh, for the other glass, but we swap it back as soon as you turn your back. And so we leave. <laughs> and, and, and Jeanette eloquently said yesterday that we have to put on that whole armor of God, God and keep it on. We have to put it on and keep it on. But we keep swapping it out. And we wonder why we stand the same. Why are we stuck? We wonder. We, we have to make sure that, that no matter what we do, and sometimes no matter what our actions are, although we look good, that's right, I, I look good, and we sound good, we're still not connected. And we're not connecting to God. You see, God doesn't waste anything. God doesn't waste anything. We have to understand that we are not defined by our past. We are prepared by our past. So, let's, we're going to go to 1 Samuel 1, 
uh, verse 1 through 18. And I'm going to use the message uh, Bible. And because it's long, in the interest of time, I'm going to use the message Bible and give a quick synopsis, go through some of the points. Because I took a few notes, but I, I, I want to get us the context so we can go where we're going. A man named, and, and again, I said here too, y'all might have to correct me on my pronunciation because I, I, I got this lips thing, so that's, that's my, my built-in excuse. Uh, a man named Elkanah had two wives. Two wives, right? The first was Hannah, and the second was Peninnah. Peninnah? That's good enough. Peninnah. Pen see, see, but the, the key is Peninnah has children, and Hannah didn't have anything. So every year they went up to uh, uh, Shiloh to worship and offer a sacrifice to God, right? The second wife, she used to always tease Hannah because t uh, Hannah uh, was not able to have children. So she used to tease her all the time. So one thing that she could expect every year that she was going to get teased. The same thing every year, year after year. And, and a little sidebar, sometimes when we are praying and waiting on our blessings... Folk, people, even saints, may not be the most helpful. So, some people will try their best to let you forget where you, they won't let you forget where you are or where you're going. And they won't see the change manifesting because they can't. And, and, and while you are waiting through that change and transition, you have to keep moving. That is why they say wise counsel. That is why they say wise counsel. Some people will keep reminding you and telling you where you are. And some people will keep telling you where you were. So I, I believe, Cinnamon, you said uh, this week, were you against all odds? Uh, uh, someone, someone said, keep walking, pressing, and praising. Was that you? Keep walking, pressing, and pra praising. So that's what, that's what we have to do. We have to keep walking, pressing, and praising. All right, so... So, so remember, Hannah now is getting teased year after year. So she a little upset. She a little upset. So she goes away to the sanctuary to pray. And, and we'll read this one together. On 1 Samuel 111, it says, and, and I'll give you all a second to get there if you want to get there. It says, and she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me, not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall, shall no razor come upon his head. See, once she prayed that prayer, at that point she lost it. All right, she lost it. She, she started praying hard then. Y'all remember I told y'all we know how to pray as saints? We know how to pray? You ever get that ugly prayer where you don't care about your weed? You don't care about nothing? You, you just end it. I, you know, I, I remember my brother Troy when he was praying and he was being convicted and released and said free. You don't care what people think. When we showed him the video, he's like, I did that? That was me? That's the kind of prayer that Hannah had. So when the priest Eli came in, he, he thought she was drunk. And she said, no, I'm not drunk. I'm just giving it all. I'm giving it to God. So what, what he did was he, he just prayed for her and she left. See, I told y'all that was a long introduction, right? So, so I'm ready. I, I, I want to tell you the topic. So the topic that I want to speak on tonight is what to do after God blesses you. What, what do you do after God blesses you? See, we know that God can and will do amazing things with anybody. 
to the point that Hannah had no way of knowing that she would give birth to someone that will anoint two kings. She had no way of knowing it. That's why I love it when air, when we raise our hand, when the children are dismissed. Because like Hannah, we don't know which child God is designated to be the next president, the doctor, the lawyer, the musician, or the artist. We just know that God will bless ordinary people in improbable solutions, in improbable situations. See, what stuck to me most about Hannah is how she responded to her blessings. If we ask this question, um, how, how did Hannah respond to God's blessings? We can also ask the question, how do we respond to God's blessings? So, so when I studied 1 Samuel, I studied uh, uh, verse uh, chapter 121 to 2, 211. I asked myself, what do we do when God blesses us? Like I said, we, we ask for stuff. We're good at that. We're good at asking for stuff, but we don't know how to act when we get it. I might have mentioned it first. I didn't want any part of church, but I asked God for it. I remember specifically my prayer. My wife would say my prayer was to find a church with the same characteristics of this church. I mean, I literally went into detail. In Mark eleven twenty four, 24, it says, Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be you, yours. Believe that you have received it, not that you're going to receive it. That don't mean spend that money you ain't get yet. So there's never a doubt that we're going to receive that blessing. In Matthew 77, it tells us to ask and it will be given, seek and you will find and knock and the door shall be open to you. And finally, in Matthews 21, 22, it says, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. And Pastor, you mentioned faith. If we do it in faith, it, it, it's coming. But we have to stand face and faith, stand face, uh, uh, fast and face. And Trish, she, she quoted MLK yesterday and said that take, you have to take that first step without seeing the staircase. All right, and that remind me of Hebrews eleven and one. That now faith. That's that now faith. You were walking in it. You got like, God got me. All right, you understand. So, so we put it all together, and, and we see God at work. We see the blessing that that Hannah Hannah received. Right, she received her child. But I'm here to tell you though that there was a blessing before the blessing. See, and sometimes we, we get stuck, as you said, Miss Jackie, and we don't see that blessing before the blessing. So if we go back to 1 Samuel 1 and 19, 119, right? This is after uh, Hannah did her crazy prayer, right? And it tells us that, and they rose up in the, in the early morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to the house to Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Someone say the conception was the blessing. The conception was the blessing. Remember, she was barren. So we looking at the child that was born and forgetting that there was a conception in there. All right, you know, so the scripture says he knew her and the Lord remembered. Right. So we, we don't even know if El El Elkanah was privy to the prayer. We don't know that he, he knew that, that, that this was the one, 
Because remember, they went up there every year, year after year to sacrifice. I, and and he, what if he wasn't in the mood? Or he was going to his other wife. It was her night. He, he could have said like, baby, we had a long journey and I got to unpack the camel. We don't know. But they were obedient and God remembered. So, so uh, we showed up at Ayers and, and I didn't pray a prayer that morning about finding a church home. I simply just wanted to go to church. That's all I wanted is go to church. But, but remember, Hannah went back and forth for years getting ridiculed by somebody for not having kids. And, and I say that to say that God remembers. God hears you and God remembers our prayers. In Philippians 4 and 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. First Thessalonians said five, in 5.17, pray without ceasing. So we have to keep praying because God remembers. Family, we, we, we should be used to getting our way. Y'all know that as Christians, we should be used to getting everything we need and desire and every desire met. We, we all know that the blessings come from God. So we should be used to it. Miss Jackie, you're right. We treat God any kind of way. But we should know because he is our rescue story. He is. We should know. So Hannah knew her blessings didn't come from her. She was barren. She couldn't conceive. Her blessings came from God. So, so if we go back to the question for this topic, what do we do after we get our blessings? And what do we do after God blesses you? What did Hannah do? What can we learn about what she did and how she responded to her blessings? First, Hannah fulfilled her promises. If, if we look back to 1 Samuel and I read it, it says the first thing it starts by saying, and she vowed a vow. She made a vow. She made a promise. So when she received her blessing, she had to make good on that vow. See, this is where our integrity kicks in. She made a promise to God and she kept it. I know it sounds a little cliche, but integ integrity really matters. I always say that the only thing that a man can give and keep is his word. We can't give and keep nothing else without being selfish. But if you, the only thing you can give and keep is well. So when we bargain with God and when he unexpectedly gets us our blessing, we can't go ghost. We can't disappear. You see, see, our problem is sometimes we see vows and promises simply as a bunch of words rather than something from our heart. Our word is everything. Our word is everything. My word has to mean something. Your reputation will travel to places your physical body will never go. People are going to hear this word right now, listening to me, and I'll never see them. Somebody going to slip a, a, a tape in, download the SoundCloud and listen to this. I'm not going to be there, but my reputation and my word will. We all take vows. Marriage vows. Membership vows in, in organizations. Our baptismal vows. 
There's vows, these, these vows aren't chains that, chains that bind us. They are promises we make because we have joyfully received a blessing. Like the blessing of my wife, your children, a friend, a new congregation in companionship with the church. The vow we make is kind of, uh, uh, it, 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 the vow we make is kind of like a fence that we put around the blessing to preserve it. So we wrapping that, that vow around that blessing. That is why one of the best things we can do in response to a blessing is to keep our vows. As I said, I wasn't looking for a church home and I keep saying that because blessings can come unexpectedly without warning. But I have to remember I asked God for a church home. I know when I asked God and I said, Lord, if you ever put me in a church with, with people that, with integrity, that love you, that are genuine, spirit-filled with pastors to seek you first and teach and want everyone to grow, I said, Lord, I will do anything. So, so I don't want anybody to get mad or, as you say, feel some kind of way when I jump in because you are my blessing. I ask God for you. I ask God for you. And he remembered. But Hannah didn't stop there. She kept a vow. But she didn't rush right in. Sometimes we get something, we just rush right in. Nah, 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 nah. We just rushed right in. But she had to wait because she had to wean a child. In 1 Samuel 1.22, it says, And I will not go up until the child is weaned, and then I will bring him that he may appear before the Lord and there abide forever. See, during those times, it typically took two to three years to wean the child, and she didn't want to give the sacrifice and take it back. How many of y'all give it to God and take it back? God, I gave it. Ooh, and y'all do the 360. About face. Let's, so so let's read this together uh, and, and we're going to talk about how she kept a vow because this is important in 1 Samuel 1 24 to 28 and it said when she weaned him she took him up with her with three bullocks and an ephah of flour and a bottle of wine and brought him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh and the child was young and they slew a, a bullock and brought the child Eli and she said, oh, my Lord, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am that woman that stood thee here praying into the, to the Lord for this child I prayed and Lord have given me my petition, which I asked him. Therefore, also, I have lent him to the Lord as long as he liveth, he shall be the lent to the Lord and he worshiped the Lord there. See, when Hannah went to thank God. For her blessings, after she weaned the child, she went with a bag of groceries. She didn't go empty-handed. She didn't just bring the child. She bring her groceries. Hannah doesn't just bring her baby. She offers additional sacrifice. After she weaned him, she went up to Shiloh to give the child to the priest and offer a sacrifice. So, so let me just give you a quick nugget on sacrifice. See, sacrifice is going over and beyond. For the body, sacrifice is that extra something to simply please God. It's going above and beyond the norm because you're so thankful for what God has given you. I don't know why God 
had us come to this building first. I don't know why. We pulled up, it was empty. And, and then we went over to the other building. But I believe God wanted us to see the move. I, want, I think he wanted to see us to see the change and transition. I believe he wanted us to hear that last word over there before you moved here. I know he wanted us to hear and partake in fast week. And, and I, I want to confess, it's been a long time since I fast. This week provided so much backstory and confirmation. It allowed us to experience the growth and foundation of heirs. So my question to you. How are we going to thank God for the blessing? So, so take a moment to reflect. Because you've been here. Take a minute to reflect on God's blessings in your life. Are you moved to sacrifice? Remember when you were praying to get this building? Remember when you were praying about raising the money for the building? Remember when you asked God to give you the time to help move and prepare the church? Remember what you said when you asked God to strengthen your relationship, strengthen your marriage, give you children, men in relationship. Sacrifice is not just physical and materialistic. It's also taking personal time to worship and give God the time to do God's work. So look around. Everybody, look around. What God has for you is bigger than you had planned. I see a sea of blue. Look around. Y'all see that sea of blue? That's soon going to be filled with God's people. Some going to be lost. Some going to be scholars. Looking for this body to embrace them, love them, and nurture them the same way Pastor Keith and Pastor Mel have nurtured and loved on us. But, but I see a body ready to be that wise counsel. You ready to be that wise counsel. You're ready to be that wise counsel. You're ready, you're ready, and you're ready to be that wise counsel. I see a foundation of brotherhood, of men growing together. I see, I see a foundation of anointed women. I see marriages getting stronger and, and relationships, this God spilling over. I, I, I see children rising up in purpose and focused. Stayed on God. An anointment from the head down. Psalms 133, 1 and 3 tells us, and I'm reading from the message version. Psalms 133, 1 and 3. How wonderful. How beautiful. When brothers and sisters get along. It's like costly anointing oil flowing down from the head to the beard. Flowing down Aaron's beard. Flowing down the collar of his priestly robe. It's like the dew of the Mount Hermon flowing down the slopes of Zion. That's where God commands the blessing and ordains eternal life. So the final thing that, that, that I want to discuss is Hannah's prayer. So we talked about the blessing, but let's talk about Hannah's prayer. It's kind of lengthy, but I want to read it because it's relevant. So in 1 Samuel 2, 1 through 11, in the New King James Version, and I'm going to give you a second because I want us to read this. 
1 Samuel 2, 1 through 11. And Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is, my horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my en enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. No one is holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like God. Talk no more so, so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth, for the Lord is the God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bowels of the mighty men are broken, and those who stumble are girded with strength. Those who were, were full have hired themselves out of bread, and hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has bore seven, and she who has many children has become feeble. The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes poor makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. And he has set the world upon them. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength, no man shall prevail. The adversities of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. From heaven, he will thunder against them. The Lord will judge to the end, uh, ends of the earth. He will give strength to the king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Then Abaka went to his house. At Ramah, but the child ministered to the Lord before Eli the priest. So as I close, I want you to look at Hannah's prayer. She offered praise for individual blessings in 1 Samuel 2.1. And then she moves to praise God's blessings for her people. Verses 2-9. through And finally, she offers praise for God's promises for a final victory of his people through his, his coming king. And all through his, this praise, her prayer focuses on the character of God. God is holy and uniquely powerful. First Samuel 2 and 2 said, there is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like God. But I want us to look at verse 11. Then El, El, Elkanah Went to his house of Ramah, but the child ministered to the Lord before Eli the priest. The father left the child. And the child ministered to the Lord, to the Lord before Eli the priest. The blessing became the blesser. He was the blessing, but he became the blesser. You're going to become the blesser. You became the blesser, Jackie. How can we use the prayer, Highness prayer, to thank God for all he has done for us through Jesus Christ? It's simple. When God blesses you, respond by keeping your vows, sacrificing to God, and offering praise to him. God has given us so much. How can we hold back when he has done so much? We need to give more. We need to sacrifice more and we need to suffer more for Jesus. But that's not the point of this message. The point I try to make is to teach us how to celebrate our blessings. The point is that when God has really been good, it's really been good to us, we should respond and thank him for our blessings. 
I see too many people saying, woe weighs me. When a blessing is right there. What you told them? Pull back the mask. Move away from the sign. We have to work out of our joy, not out of guilt. We know we can't outgive God. We can't even come close to giving God anything that he deserves or acts. If we only give the things out of guilt and obligation, then we're missing something big. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> obligation is good. But it, it, it carries us through tough times. But it's not the goal. The goal is to enjoy your relationship with God. Stop fighting. Enjoy your relationship with God. Stop pushing. Stop being stuck. Move. Change and transition. Get out of your own way. We have to learn to enjoy every blessing. Even the blessings that is getting us closer to the blessings. See, we have to learn to enjoy the pleasure, fulfillment, and satisfaction of the blessings. See, all we went through, all we going through, all we will go through, we got to enjoy the blessings. Don't focus so much on a problem that you miss the blessing. God got you. So if we honestly look at what God has given us in our lives, and we make an honest effort to celebrate God and God's gifts to us, using some of what Hannah used, I honestly, honestly believe we will be more satisfied, less controlled by the things that we all want and desire, and this is going to free us up in our ability to live the life God called us to. Thank you.